We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We covered a lot of ground with Nick Sirianni yesterday, and we'll play um, some of the back and forth of some of the more notable questions and answers. Let's start with this one. This is where we started with the interview with Sirianni yesterday. Are you concerned that you have lost the team, that players or certain players are no longer responding to your messaging or approach? No, I'm not concerned about that. You know, we're just, we're just looking to get the, get back on the right track. Um, You know, last week against the the Giants got back on the, in the wing column, obviously not, not didn't, didn't happen the exact same way we wanted it to happen, but got in the wing column and then, Hey, we dropped this one this week, you know, and, and the next thing is just to go back to work and I'm not concerned about that. You know, I know, you know, I know the players and the, and the coaches we have on this team, we got great leaders uh, that all we want to do is write the ship. Um, I'm, I'm confident that we can do that. And, and that's where we are right now. Obviously a lot of us wonder if he's lost the team or portions of it, which is why the question was asked. We continued on here, you know, cause this is like a, like what is going on with the football team sequence here? Nick, there's a lot of us, shocked that it's at this point are you shocked no no shocked I don't think I don't I don't think that way um I think about where you know where we are um and how we're going to get out of this rut you know I don't I'm trying to be exactly right where I am right now how do we get this team and the and the coaches playing and coaching to the best of our abilities myself included Right, and then how are we going to beat the the New York Giants? I don't think in past tense. I don't think in future tense. I'm thinking right where we are right now. Yeah, has team spirit eroded? Um, no, I, I don't. I don't believe so. Again, we're all we're all committed. We know we have the right people in this building to, you know, accomplish everything we want to accomplish. There's a lot of teams that that would love a, a playoff uh, ticket. Right, we got one, and we know that anything's possible when you get into that moment. You know, again, our, our goal right now is to get out of this rut and have a good game uh, against the New York Giants here on, on Sunday. Um, but, you know, we know that all our goals that we want to accomplish are in front of us. You know, have it, has it went the way we anticipated it? No. Um, but, you know, especially these last four or five weeks. But we know our goals are, are in front of us, and we want to play good football this week leading into the playoffs. So that was Sirianni yesterday, and we're going to play more of this audio here in, in just a moment. I'll say this. I, I really do respect the way Sirianni answered a lot of these questions yesterday because we were, we were asking him some questions he'd probably never been asked before, and I thought he handled it very well. And that last one, it reminded me of Malcolm Jenkins. If you remember, Malcolm's thing 2017 was be where your feet are. That was his thing. Be where your feet are. 
And it's about staying in the moment. It's not about what was. It's not about what will be. It's about right now. What can you do right now? Be where your feet are. And, and the irony of this slide for the Eagles, John, that's in many ways what dog mentality is supposed to be about. Like, even if you had a bad play, even if you had 10 straight bad plays, have the next play be great. Get your mind and your body right for the next play. Handle your adversity and let's go. And I think what Sirianni's alluding to there is, is that type of thing. Like, let's, let's get ourselves right and go. But, of course, the whole thing is, and this is what everyone listening right now I'm sure is thinking, it's not about words. It's about actions. It's not about saying the right things. You know, are you afraid you lost the team? No. It's about making sure you didn't lose the team and getting this freaking thing on the tracks. Because they right, are th- they're I at think the rail. Maybe you should be thinking along those lines. He said, No, I don't think that way. Maybe you need to be taking well, preventative measures here. To he's not make gonna sure I, I understand. He's not gonna say yes. He would never he, want to admit that's right. that he's losing this team. But I look I can't say for sure you haven't. No, uh, I agree. You with know, you. like this this is dire. This is like you're you're hanging on yeah. by a thread here. This is it's bad. It's a bad spot. And and when you've got guys who are upset for non-disclosed reasons, right. and yet everyone knows that the reason is he doesn't think the coaches are good enough. Well, unless there's another reason. Let's get to the AJ Brown thing because you know, a lot of us have assumed that A.J. Brown is is really annoyed with Sirianni. I've assumed it, and we, we get to and that. Uh, I'm sorry, what did you say? Sirianni well, that's the thing. I, I'm yeah. starting to wonder more and more, and Rhea brought this up yesterday. I'm starting to wonder more and more if the A.J. thing is actually perhaps more annoyed at Jalen Hurts than Sirianni. Obviously, we don't know. By the way, James, A.J. Brown tweeted that he's going to talk today, yep, correct? Yep, he tweeted out yesterday, I will speak tomorrow, so... At some point today, we'll hear from AJ Brown. Well, that's apparently. good. So we talked to Sirianni. By the way, it's 94 WIP HD1 Philadelphia as we broadcast today uh, from the Tasty Cake studio. We had a back and forth exchange with Sirianni yesterday on the AJ Brown thing. Uh, this is about two minutes of audio. Let's listen to the back and forth on a few different fronts. And, and I do wonder if something he says in here is an indication that it's less about AJ mad at Sirianni. And more about AJ Mad at Hertz. Sirianni doesn't say that specifically or explicitly at all. But the way he said something cryptically made me wonder, hmm, like the old Arsenio Hall thing. Hmm. Let's listen to the back and forth on AJ with Sirianni yesterday. The AJ Brown thing, you know, to us on the outside seems very strange. And I wonder this is he making suggestions about what you guys can do offensively that you're not implementing? And do you think that is frustrating him? You know, I'm not going to speak for AJ. I, I I said some things on the media yesterday where you know I about AJ and who he is as a person. You know, he is he's a great person. He's a great teammate and he's a great player. Um, and I know all those things, those other things about AJ because I spent a lot of time with him, a lot of time with him in meeting room, a lot of individual time with him as well. Um, and I know he's got a great heart. And um, you know, obviously we're all frustrated at this at this particular time. Again, not going to speculate or share anything on, uh, you know, any conversation that I've had with AJ. I always keep my conversations conversations private. But we're all frustrated at this at this time, right? We all want to get out of this rut that we're in, and we know we're capable of doing so. Have you guys have you addressed it with him, Nick? I mean, I understand you don't want to talk about specifics. I respect that, but are you guys on the same page? Have you spoken in the last forty eight like, like hours? I, like I said, like I said, we talk all the time. And yes, we've spoken in the last 48 hours. 
um, and I'm going to keep my relationship and my and my conversations with AJ uh, private um, because you know I'm not going to share any conversation that I have with any of the players uh, with anybody but us because that's the that's what you do you know with the coach player uh, player relationship and so um, again I know who he is I know who how is what his heart I, I know he's got a great heart and great teammate uh, and you know we're all frustrated right now so. How do you fix that broken emotional connection? Uh, and, and also, how much of a distraction can that be to the rest of the team when one of your best players is constantly showing dis- disapproval and frustration with the way the game's going? Yeah, again, you know, you guys are speculating on what he's upset with and all those different things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, AJ, again, makes so many plays for us. AJ does so many things for us. And as a, as a captain, you know, uh, the, the things he does for the team um, and his teammates. Um, so you're seeing uh, a portion of it and, and you're not seeing obviously the entire, the entire picture. Um, and so again, the, I don't think anything's broken, right? I don't think anything is broken. Um, again, we just all want to get – we're all frustrated, and we all want to get this bad uh, bad taste out of our mouth. All right, that was Sirianni yesterday. Now, there, I want to play two pieces of audio from within that, just to drill down further, that were the cryptic ones that make me wonder – he doesn't say Hurts by name at all. I mean, look, Sirianni's gotten really, really, really good at not sort of um, – what's the, not putting his foot in the mouth like the way he did, you know, year one. Um, but I do wonder when he said – I lis- listen to this, I wonder – if he's if he knows AJ has actually annoyed it hurts more than Sirianni, maybe I don't know. I'm speculating. Maybe L- listen to this. You guys are speculating on what he's upset with and all those different things. Okay, that was one. Then he also said this. You're seeing uh, a portion of it, and and you're not seeing obviously the entire the entire picture. I mean, we don't know candidly, John. Gut feeling. Gut feeling. Do you think AJ Brown is more annoyed at Nick Sirianni or Jalen Hurts? I think he is annoyed with his friend. I think he is more annoyed with the coach. I think there's both. I think that it's a lot easier to, uh, I don't know, shake hands and hug and do all that when it's Jalen. And so you you can run into a lot more problems with the Nick Sirianni uh, disagreement, uh, disagreement or lack of seeing eye to eye. I think that's why that's more problematic. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Candidly, I, I I don't know which one there's he's more annoyed at. But some of I know both. this: they they do not seem on the field when we get to see them in a game. Granted, nothing's been fun lately, but even when they were winning, like I didn't get the impression that those two were having fun together. You're talking about Jalen and AJ. And AJ, yes, I From am. The talking. barking on the sidelines that one that some one of that, game, sure. which was early in the season, wasn't it? When they were. Things were going well. Yeah, and then he had well, like have... five, six straight games where he went off, and then that just disappeared. But, yeah, and when he was going off, they weren't buddy-buddy, you know, on the sideline laughing it up. They were pretty focused. And, but Jalen's never on the sideline buddy-buddy buddy laughing right. it up. Right. I have a question. Well, Why? more than we we think. I mean, Kelsey just talked about it, and Elliot's talked about this, where when you're at the game, the TV, we're, we're beholden to the TV copy. Correct. Sure. And he's like, yeah. at the game, Jalen is talking to people. Yeah, he's not, like, fair. sitting by himself all the time. It's yeah. just we see those shots a lot on TV. No, that's fair. Why are we not factoring in Brian Johnson into this equation? What if, what if Brian Johnson is the one that A.J. Brown is frustrated with because he doesn't like the way he's calling plays during games? I sort of lumped that into the Sirianni thing. When okay. I say Sirianni, Sirianni I, I kind of mean them together. equal blame when it comes to Brian Johnson because he's you know, Look, the guy kind of— 
I don't know. I mean, designing I designing it all. So or? that's the thing. You got design, and then you got actual play, play call. call. Yeah, right. I, I sort of view the Brian Johnson Sirianni thing as sort of one. Okay. Because it falls under the Sirianni domain of which he just gives Brian Johnson the power to call the plays in sequence. But listen, I, yeah, I mean, clearly. Uh, AJ could be yeah. most frustrated with that. I mean, well, that, yeah, I'm just saying there's a possibility there that may, maybe it's neither Sirianni or Jalen Hurts and it's Brian Johnson and AJ's frustrated because he doesn't really know how to go about making it known without being a bad teammate that he's frustrated with the way the plays mm. are being called in game. Well, I mean, in the the first and 20, second and 16, third and 20 sequence is a prime example of that. I mean, it was a Well, and he knows he debacle. can go out there and win the game for them. Well, yeah, he, know, he knows before Devontae got injured. I mean, here here's the basic thing. First and 20. I don't have Todd Pinkston and James Thrash. I got A.J. Brown, and I got Devontae Smith, and by the way, I got Dallas Goddard. I mean, that's like saying I got Mike Quick, I got, what would be the comparison for, for, for Devontae? I don't know. There's never been a Devontae around here. <laughs> no. He's smooth. He's like uh, better he's, than Macklin, but Macklin is yeah, a similar type of player. Similar type, but he's way better than Macklin. Way better, yeah. But, but he's a similar type of player. And then, like, you know, Keith Jackson. Goddard, I got Keith Jackson. Like, I got options. And these are my three plays. So, yeah, all, all this, I'm sure, is frustrating the hell out of AJ. Which one is bothering him the most? Look, maybe we'll find out when he talks publicly today. One more piece of audio to play. But, at- the, but the fact remains, whoever it is, whether it's Brian Johnson or Nick Sirianni, they're not as good as Shane Steichen. Like, Shane Steichen with this offense last season, that was miraculous. And now I, it, I think this season is supporting the fact that Shane Steichen knows what he's doing, knows his way around an offense, and he can do that with a backup quarterback just as well as he did it here with, with Look, a starter last year. I tend, tend to agree with that, but I will say i got to sprinkle this caveat in. That was the argument used in 2018 and 2019 and 2020 about Doug and Frank. Like, well, Doug don't know what he's doing. Frank does. And then clearly, as well, head I think coaches, Frank is a really good offensive coordinator. Well, maybe he is, but not a really good head coach. I mean, he failed spectacularly as a head coach. He got he got fired twice in season, and it was a fiasco. With he worked for two bad Jim organizations. Mercer. He worked for two bad organizations. We will never know the truth about all. No, that. and then he got the the freaking guy down in well, Carolina. A maniac. I mean, I mean he, yeah. he is a maniac. I mean, he just got fined three hundred. Oh, by the way, That's oh, like did you see how much change. it was for a normal person? Did you see that tweet? Well. Go ahead, and then okay, I got something so, to say about Darren that. Okay, so because Darren Ravel tweeted out how yeah. much three hundred that David Tepper's worth twenty point six billion dollars, three hundred thousand dollar fine yeah. for like a normal person, quote yeah. unquote, comes to a dollar seventy seven. Yeah, he was fine. You're right. <laughs> well, seriously, dollar seventy seven. James, and here, and I hear you. And here's my argument: where I thought ESPN had the damn dumbest line, and it might still be up right now in the article. ESPN had a line yesterday. ESPN.com. It said, you know, David Tepper fined three hundred thousand dollars, and then the next line. This represents less than one percent of his net worth. Uh, you think <laughs> less than one, less way less, less than, than one. less than one. It's uh, less than one percent yeah. of one percent. I mean, are you kidding me? Like who, who conceives <laughs> that sentence? That's a great question. No freaking duh, you freaking idiot! That it represents less than one percent of his freaking net worth. All right, one more piece of audio. Uh, a good line there, James, on Tepper being what'd you call him? A maniac. He's a maniac. Yeah. yeah, he's wild, dude. He's done, he's, he's done a horrendous job as, a, as an owner so far. All right, let's listen to this other uh, sequence we had with Sirianni. And this one related to his, like, is he going to have a job? Um, here's, here's the exchange with Sirianni yesterday. Are you worried about your future in Philly, that it may not last much longer unless the team plays much better soon? 
No, I don't. I don't think about those things. Again, I try to stay right where we are right now. Um, again, you know how how we play good football this week against the Giants. You know how do we fix some of the things that that we got going on right now? You know that's where my my focus is, and that's where where I'll be. You know, obviously, the rest of this week. All right, that was Sirianni yesterday, an interview that happened obviously fairly late in our program. If you want to react to everything you just heard there, how he addressed things. I mean, I do think he handled it well. Um, you know, some people won't like the questions, and they might, you know, uh, fire back. I mean, he's handling it the right way, but he's got to do stuff in the building to solve the problems, and it is problems. He's one of them, but he's not the only one, and they got to they got to put their hard hat on quickly to be problem solvers in that building because they got some serious issues. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie, your reaction to all that up ahead. Plus, Ross Tucker joins us at 8.30. Also, what was uh, said, something yesterday said by Jordan Mulata that was interesting. Keep it real. I liked what he said. We'll get to that and more. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie. It's 94 WIP. Hey, NFL regular season obviously wrapping up in just a couple days, then the playoffs. And you can get in on all the action with FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Now, think about that. That's a $5 bet, and if you place it, that's $150 in bonus bets. You ready for this? Win or lose. Hopefully you win. But even if you lose, you get $150 in bonus bets. That's amazing. You can apply that to Philadelphia, New York, final game of the regular season, or any of the other games up ahead this weekend. Obviously, there's one... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Kicks were great. Well, Eagles don't have us going, I'll tell you that. To the point where we now have a poll trying to figure out, I'm not making this up, who's the better team, the Eagles or the Flyers? Although the Flyers lost last night. By the way, shout out to all the old heads out there like me. I'm not an old, old head. I'm like middle age at this point. They remember when the I'm Flyers... I'm a man. I'm 45. We'll always love you. That's right. I am. Soon to be sex. Soon to be Julia Serving. Number six, the Dr. Julius Irving. That's where we're going next, you know, April 26th. Mm. Anyway, uh, shout out to the old heads that remember like I do when um, the Flyers in Edmonton, and that was the game last night, was the biggest wow. game of the year. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the... When, when Wayne Gretzky would come to town, and they were clearly the two best teams in hockey, 85, 86, 87 was the biggest game of the year. Obviously, 86, they got clipped early in the playoffs, but 85 and 87 meeting in the finals. All right. Uh, we do have a Twitter poll question today, both brought, uh, brought to us by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. 
wishing their employees, customers, and WIP listeners happy holidays and a healthy new year. You can find new roads to Armand Chevrolet. Today's question, uh, who's the best team in Philadelphia sports of the main four? Is it the Eagles, the Flyers, the Phillies, or your team, your town, your 76ers? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. This will be interesting. I mean, first off, MB keeps doing – man, he is – he's amazing. He's got to do it come and, May. And Nick Nurse is really, really a good coach. So and I think so, they're too. They're working together well. and But, but they, you know, they still trail Milwaukee and Boston in the standings. They always trail Milwaukee and Boston in the standings. Mm-hmm. You know, like, good is good, but good is not great, and good is often not good enough. I mean, third – all right, let me ask you this question. Third best player in the Sixers is who? Kelly Oubre. Melton? I don't know. I it think it's Oubre. I think it's Oubre. Yeah. Oubre. It probably is Oubre. Yep. But, you know, and here's the thing. We haven't talked much about this. Tobias, and I, I don't say this disrespectfully to him because he is kind of older at this point. He's not as good as he was like four years ago. He has – he's actually become a lesser player. I mean, he's, guys, he's been in the NBA for like – we can look it up – 12 or 13 years now. When he gets exposed, especially in the games when like Embiid's out, you know, and you need more from Tobias. He doesn't have. No, well, more. He, he didn't have more even when he had more. Meaning, no, but he had more than he has now. I agree. Without that's my, a doubt. That's my yeah. point. Like, there's a lot of games he scores 12 points or 14 points or, you know. Anyway, uh, you can vote on who's the best team in Philly. They need sports. another guy. If we're really talking about a title, that's right. They need another guy. That's right. But and I will say the that. league is still wide open. Oh, absolutely. And there are guys to be had. There always will be. Yeah. You know? I'm still intrigued. I know you guys laughed at me a few months ago. I'm still intrigued by uh, DeMar DeRozan. I know he doesn't shoot threes much. I didn't laugh at you. Well, I you just said I'd rather have Alex Russo. It was a chuckle, yeah. really. Yeah, you wanted, Russo. Yeah, you wanted uh, Caruso. Caruso. Yeah. But, all right, we'll see. All right, let's go to the phone. He you looks look- a lot better with the full shade. Caruso? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, way better. So much. Way better. Why did it take him so long? That's a great question. And now, now he's sprucing it up with the black the head, headband. Yeah, the headband too. looks, looks good. even better. It looks good. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Much nicer. By the way, I haven't moved off this Benny Blanco thing. I want everyone to know. I'm oh, still my God. Good. I'm, I'm happy it. to know that you haven't moved no, off ridiculous. it. it's ridiculous. You know why I'm annoyed about it? Because you know when the first it's his time. name. It's not his name. How do you know? <laughs> I looked it up online. The guy was not born Benny Blanco. He yeah, changed- well, there's no way Benny Blanco is someone's like real legal name. He changed. Well, it could be, it could be somebody's Blanco name. And they but love it's not the this movie. guy. Like you, you know when I first, I first got cheesed about this, like I don't know, 20 years ago when he I was first- born Benjamin Joseph Levin. Yeah, when I first heard Learning about so when I first heard about uh, Mark Anthony, it's a clear ripoff of the Roman general Mark Anthony. <laughs> Wow, I actually there, there, there are a lot of Mark Anthony, <laughs> But that's though. not his real name. How do you know? All right, so I'm Abe Lincolns. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, this guy changed one letter from a, an incredibly famous person, so Mark, Mark Anthony. So Mark Anthony is actually, it, it was Marco Antonio was his middle name and his last Mark. name. So at least he's close. He's at least close. Mark Anthony in English is his first and middle name. Give him come that. On, come on. I'm just saying. Like Benny Blanco, Benny Benjamin Blanco Levin. From Why Bronx, are you this who kills judge? Al, he kills Al Pacino. He breaks my heart, breaks Penelope Ann Miller's heart, and this guy comes along 30 years later and says, I'm Benny Blanco. Why are you this judge that gets to determine... Why, why do you care? Yeah, why do you care? To use it really, certain names yeah, here. Better. James, tell me you wouldn't be offended if you saw a People magazine headline that says Michael Corleone is dating Devin Caney. Offended is not <laughs> the word that I would use there. <laughs> like, why would I be offended? Have that nickname. I would just be like, that's silly. <laughs> so, how's Michael it going, Corleone? Devin? Oh, it's going super well. <laughs> Congrats, by the way. I hope it's going He's better. He's a than... monster. He doesn't be tell careful. me a lot about his work. But... <laughs> Either the girl that got blown up in the car. He needs to get into or Apollonia. Therapy. Yeah, Apollonia. Or poor uh, Diane Keaton, who I just. I mean, Kay just gets. Holy them. mackerel. Really? All right, let's go to the phones. Ross Tucker in a few minutes. Ken and Cinnamon. What's going on, Ken? Good morning, friends. How are you? Good morning. Hey, can, can I'm officially changing my name 
to Rocky Balboa. That's my new name. That's it. Good choice. Yeah, deal with it. Better than the hammer. Well, it is. But you know what? I would never do such a thing because I would not disrespect Rock. Won't do it. All right. Is that disrespect? I think it's the opposite. Uh, It's the ultimate respect. It's honor. You know, you're honoring. Oh, for the love of God. All right, Ken, go ahead. ahead. Hey, hey, John, best of thoughts with your mother. I've been where you've been, where you are now. So, yeah. uh, Challenge. Everything works out well. And, James, you're absolutely right about Batman. He was always my Thank favorite you. growing Thank up you. because he because he was like think about this this guy comes from another planet nothing can hurt him he's impervious to everything and he calls himself Superman I mean that's as arrogant <laughs> as a guy that's as whoa, arrogant whoa, as a guy whoa 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 Lois Lane gave him the name Superman after he flew her around that thing in Superman one and she's like what a Superman hence. Uh, Mr. White put Superman on the cover of, of the he's paper. He's got an S on his chest, Joe. He's got an S on his yeah, chest. That's, so a, that's, that's like, a director's that's cut like the guy edition. Call himself the Hammer because he beats <laughs> up on chumps who don't know when the Phillies won the World Series for the first time. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you know, um, listen. The the Sirianni audio is 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 interesting on on a lot of levels. Um, it, it, talking about just dynamic on the team, I. I I have a feeling that this is, this goes a lot further back than even the beginning of the season. I mean, I, I mean, when you think about it, Hassan Reddick was making noises about not being paid enough uh, in the spring, you know, and and it, it probably played into why Howie spent the thirtieth pick on a guy oh, who totally. was hoping to and be can, a low and, budget replacement for Hassan Reddick. And you know what? Probably really cheese Reddick. And I think the Eagles handled it the right way. I want to be clear about that. But man, he had to be cheese when Bosa got his money. And who was the other guy that got big money? There was two guys that one held out. Did Chubb get paid? No, it wasn't Chubb. Who was the other defensive player? Someone held out and got big money. Bosa got oh, money. Bosa did. No, it was Bosa. Oh, and Chris Jones. Yeah. But he didn't and get Chris big. Jones. He didn't get, like, crazy money. But, yes, but, he did yeah, hold out and Chris got paid Jones after that first game out, of the season. Yeah. They and lost they, that Detroit they lost game the and they game. paid his deal. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're Hassan Reddick, that bothers you. Because you're the good guy doing it, like, mm-hmm. the right way. And you also know they they – Literally drafted your potential replacement. Now, I'm not saying the Eagles did wrong in theory, but I'm just saying these are the kind of issues that can cause issues in locker rooms. And let's be real. It often happens more when you have a good team with good players than a bad team with bad players. So there might have been something brewing on the, under the surface all along, and all it took was some adversity for these cracks to turn into, you know, bigger kind of gaps. Um, but, you know, if we're going to fixate, if we're going to continue to fixate, on three plays on the, the next-to-last offensive drive of the game um, on Sunday when the Arizona Cardinals literally could have told their punter to stay home for New Year's, yeah. um, which is just in, incomprehensible to me. Um, you, you know, the, the Brian Johnson audio, I think, when, when he talks about kind of the three things that they're focused on in that situation, in that four-minute offense – What's kind of unsaid there, but I think it's I think it's between the lines, is that they they don't trust the quarterback not to turn the football over. I I I just it, it all comes and I don't I'm not out on Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's a bust. I don't think any of that's going on. Guys have better years and worse years. You know, I mean, it happens. Yeah, no, but that that, that is true. All right, Ken, give me a big know. answer from a movie, sort of a still shot, an iconic image. What do you have? Uh, the ball breaking the clock in Chicago in the natural. How about that? All right. 
Works for me. I don't think the room's going to vote for Roy. Probably Hobbs. not. No. You know, mm, but no, not obsessed with that. And what did he like do in are. the next game, John? I don't know. He bled. No, no, that was in October. <laughs> he does bleed, right? Yeah. That's in October. His next game, he hits four <laughs> home was runs. Not where I uh, thought he was going to go. He hits four home runs, and obviously, he gets with the love of his life. I mean, not that day, but you know, there's. We're we're back on track with him and Glenn Close. Unlike unlike Michael Douglas and Glenn Close, when you're very much not on track. No, that's a very different relationship. Yes. Yeah. All right, Devin, have you seen Fatal Attraction? Uh, no. Strong. Oh, you should see Fatal. It's a great movie. Really, really good. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But not like hard, not hard movie. Psychological thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's man. It'll do something. You'll never look at Glenn Close the same way. (laughs) Let me tell you. You're right. Um, All right. Let's listen to, to Jordan Mulata. We'll get to Ross Tucker shortly. Mulata was on with uh, John and Elliot yesterday, and I appreciated the way I, I thought he, you know, really kept it real here. If you remember, he had the penalty um, that created first and 20. And, you know, that was not. And, and too often this year, either he or someone else has had one of those kind of things, and now you're set back. Here's Jordan Mulata yesterday on WIP. In critical moments of the game, I said, I can't be giving away penalties like that, you know, putting us making our predicament even worse than it needs to be. And, you know, next thing you know, you're, you're first and 20 and then third and 20. And, geez, like, I don't know. We've got, we got to change up something. Um, you know, we've got to be more detailed. We've got to be smarter. We've got to play more physical. We've got to play, we've got to play tough, man. And most of all, we've got to play required. So as players, we've got to go out there and, and, and do our job. And when we say it, we can't just – it can't be empty promises anymore like we – this is this is getting old now, <laughs> you know. It's getting old, and um, we've got to take pride in it. I appreciate the way he handled that, and I got to tell you, it's got to be getting real old—not just losing or barely winning against bad teams, but having to answer these questions. I mean, <laughs> you see some coaches sometimes, like that Jets coach. He's such a bozo. But I mean, can you imagine having a season like that, and you just have to keep answering the same questions over and over and over? Well, they and over deserved and over. it for they, sticking they with Zach Wilson. 100%. My God, they should—they could have gotten a different quarterback and had a reasonable chance to make the playoffs. Yep. And Rhea, you, Seltzer, and me—we yes. said it by mid-September. <laughs> the jump from the jump right, right away. Yep. We said go get a different quarterback. Now, I, I mean, look, Flacco is Flacco's been amazing. He's been amazing. He was there last year. I mean, I even advocated for Carson, and I think Carson. You guys know Carson stinks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Flacco's taking him to the. Flacco is taking the, the Browns Cleveland. To the Cleveland. Yeah, we're talking oh, yeah. about the Jets. Fun of me. We should have. Yeah, no, no, you're right about Flacco's yeah. been great. They should have signed him, we're saying. The yeah. Jets, should, they had him in their building they last year. Right. He was on the team. And plus, Joe Flacco. And Joe Douglas, the whole thing. Like, Joe Flacco, my buddy. Your close personal friend, My Joe close Flacco. personal friend, yes. Joe Flacco. And I was Have a, you been Joe communicating, Flacco. like, how the Cleveland thing is going? Do you touch base? Listen, like, hey, Joe, you're doing great. Here's the deal. I don't, I don't, I'm like Sirianni. Private conversations, they're going to stay private. <laughs> so he's not taking your calls anymore. Well, I'm just saying that you might have changed his cell phone number. Yes. Maybe I never had his number. I was just the fifth wheel at a... I mean, to be the, it's one thing to be the third wheel, but when you're the fifth wheel at a dinner, Joe Flacco, his wife, Ron Jaworski, his wife, and the hammer, that's, that fifth wheel's a bad spot. All right, Ross Tucker, he joins us oh, was a couple years ago. Ross Tucker. He's going to be so good, man. I, Flacco? Flacco, in this RPO stuff, people don't realize he did this at Delaware. People don't realize, like, he is so much niftier than they give him credit, even though ki- he's 6'6". Do I have to kiss your... Your actual Heine, if the Browns win the Super Bowl with Flacco. Yes. Maybe. Put like, that on the table. Like skin on skin? Skin on skin. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, it sucks for Richie, but. Yeah, it does. Uh, How do you think I feel? 
Well, obviously. It is worse for you, but. I, I, mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable anyway. I'm pointing it out there as a possibility, but I need, John, are you saying no? <laughs> I would skin not on no. skin. Uh, I would not say, oh, jeez. That's <laughs> what really hinky. <laughs> you know, it's really awkward. Do we have to situation. do this? Let's think we, of we another. No, uh, we, we don't have to. No, I I put here. that out there. If it's if it's declined, <laughs> then thank God. I mean, you can't you can't say I didn't put it out there. All right, Ross. For the good of uh, of our show, I would gladly hang my bare butt out for you kids. <laughs> But I just don't know if that's good for the show. Is this HR compliant, James? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're gonna get an, an R rating, NC, <laughs> NC seventeen rating Maybe. on yeah. Facebook Live. Ross Tucker joins us on the Eagles and on the mess of the birds. Ross is with us coming up in one minute. Real Philly sports fans love the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's the only online casino and sportsbook app that I recommend. Twenty four seven live casino action. Plus, bet on all your favorite sports. Download the Bet Parks app right now. All your favorite casino games are right at your fingertips. Odds, bets, slots, and games right in your pocket. The casino comes to you wherever you are. Play the hottest online slots or plate, blackjack, roulette, baccarat, or Texas Hold'em with a live dealer right on your phone. It's a new year. Get winning on the Bet Parks app. It's so simple. Just download the app and you get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. Details on the Bet Parks app or at betparks.com. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 and in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Mr. Ross Tucker, every single Wednesday at this time. Of course, you can always follow Ross 24-7, 365 at Ross, at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. He's got the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He's a man with like 15 different jobs rolling the world covering pro football and college football. Mr. Ross Tucker. Hello, Ross. What's up, guys? How are you? All right, so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm okay. I mean, I'm not great. Can I great. say something real quick, Joe? Sure. I've been listening for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> And three times you've talked about somebody being cheesed. <laughs> what the heck does that mean? Cheese means I am angry. Almost I'm annoyed. Yeah. No, I, I can get, I can understand in the context what you mean, but I'm almost 45. I have never heard that before in really? my life. Come on, man. I've that heard it. Somebody's cheese. Yeah, common. Yeah, no, that, that's You know what thing. that is? That's the cheesiest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> well, maybe. And you but... say it over and over. Cheese. Hassan Reddick's cheese. The thing that really got me cheesed. But, I'm cheese at how often you say the word cheese. Is, I, I didn't even realize. I don't think anyone in this room noticed that you'd been saying it so much. Well, we're so used to you. Here's the So, Ross, you're. Relatively smart. You went to Princeton, not Harvard, but Princeton. Um, like, Turn down Harvard, thanks. Ooh, good man. <laughs> oh, what a flex. Look at you. That is a flex. Hey, hey you want to hear something? Are they going to have you as a backup? Real, no, you know what's crazy? So back then, <laughs> Harvard had, you guys have heard of early action? Like there's early action, early decisions. So right. like, you could apply early, but you didn't have to go there. Right. So I knew like October of my senior high school that I was in the Harvard. And meanwhile, all my buddies like, they're all applying to every state school, and they're looking at me like, you are such a jerk. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. Absolutely what, amazing. What level college would you have gotten to without football? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, not Harvard or Princeton, that's for yeah, sure. Maybe the va- the valedictorian in my high school <laughs> had 1550 SATs, and he did not get into either. Wow. And I he had, still hates you. Yeah. Oh, dude, he definitely – because honestly, all I did was lift weights to try to play football for Penn State. 
And all he did was study to try to go to Harvard or Princeton, and it kind of that's why kind of flipped. All right, Ross, with us here, Ross. Let's get to the birds and yeah. like really open ended question: What happened to our football team? Great question. Um, I wish I knew because a week ago I was actually feeling a lot better about them. You know, I, I was justify- not. I thought the Giants' win was largely unimpressive. I know you can say there was two plays, you know, the return where OC runs into the returner and the interception where there's a slip, and you can say, all right, otherwise they might have blown out the Giants. But they didn't actually almost blow out the Giants. And I, I felt crummy. I felt crummy after that game again, Ross. Understood. I mean, they had almost 500 yards of offense. Every guy that you want to get involved, A.J. Brown, Goddard, Devontae Smith, Hurts, DeAndre Swift, they all had big days. The Giants had like 200 yards of offense until the Darius Slayton bomb, which is a whole other issue. I was feeling like, okay, they dominated the Giants statistically, even though there was a couple fluke plays. They're going to get some momentum here, two more games. They're going to have a great chance to be the number two seed, two home playoff games. And in my mind, the Eagles had five games where they could get the train back on the tracks before they would play the Niners in the NFC Championship game. I, I mean, you're more the historian, Joe, than I am. I, I, can't, I, I can't think of very many worse losses. Oh, I agree. At home, a three-win team, and the, the Eagles just gave up two home playoff games, and it feels like... They gave up, and I hate to say this. It reminded me of the Joe Webb game, for what it's worth. An inexplicable loss late in the season to a vastly inferior team. That's. But was there as much on the line? Well, they never got it back on track. If you remember, after Deshaun's punt, so this is 2010, I think they lost out down the stretch, if I'm remembering that right. I think so, too, yeah. Yeah, I think after Deshaun, I believe they didn't win another game. They almost beat Green Bay in the playoffs. And I'll also say the loss to Dallas in 09 at the end of the regular season to cost them, I think, the two seed. And then they had to go play Dallas as, like, the four or five seed, and they got smoked. They got smoked back-to-back weeks. But I hear your point. It, it was one of the worst losses we've seen, clearly. Right. With, and, big, with uh, big implications. Yeah, and so now – you, know, uh, you know what it really reminded me – I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you exactly what it reminded me of. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you I'm, – really, I'm going to give you hope. It reminded me a tremendous amount. 2008, second to the last game of the season – The Eagles lost to Washington in Washington. Washington stunk. The Eagles were, at the time, 8-5-1. They win the game. They're in great shot for the playoffs, the whole deal. They lose, like, 10-6 or something. We're all like, that's it. That's a wrap. And then the next week, all those games go the Eagles' way in the 1 o'clock games. Eagles beat Dallas. A couple weeks later, the Eagles have advanced with two playoff wins into the NFC Championship game. There's your hope that you can have a loss that feels in the second-to-last game like the season was just, you just literally dropped the ball. You can get it back together. But, Ross, they're such a mess right now. Well, I just, I think it's highly unlikely to envision this group winning three road playoff games and getting to the Super Bowl. And so I, I can't remember that much of a dichotomy in terms of what, the outcome of one game. I mean, home playoff games, Eagles fans have kind of gotten a little spoiled because they've had a bunch of them. Yeah. 
But th- there's franchises that haven't had home playoff games in years. To be able to have two home playoff games and have real hope that they could find a way to win in San Francisco, and now it's very different. The thing is, too, like they were clearly outcoached in the game. And we recognize, guys, that they have some personnel issues at the linebacker level in the secondary. The, the position group and the thing that I'm most concerned about, short-term and long-term, it's the defensive line. I mean, what happened to these guys? Earlier in the year, I thought they were the best D-line in the NFL. Now they are sticking to blocks like glue. And so we can say they'll get a new D coordinator. They can try to get better at linebacker. They can try to get better in the secondary. But this D-line, this is where they've invested the first-round picks. This is where they've invested the contracts. This is the group that needs to set the table for the whole team and certainly the entire defensive side of the ball. And they got worked. I agree, Ross. Let's go to the phones. Let's mix a lot of callers in here. Ross with us till 930 today. Let's get to Tony in West Philadelphia. What's going on, Tony? Tony. Tony not there. Let's talk to Matt. He's calling from Philly. How you doing? Thanks for taking the call. There was no cursing in the background there, Matt. I want to make sure. That was that was borderline. We. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. That was just somebody that was uh, uh, talking yeah. in my office. Yeah. But what I wanted to say is first thing is regarding this last game, it, it makes me, it has the effect on me as the Tampa Bay game, the last game to bet. Well, I don't feel that, but go ahead. I mean, but it does. It's, it just, this game was supposed to be so easily winnable, and it's going to sit with me for a while because they blew it. They totally just blew it. But I blame this all really on the coaching. This is, it, it all really comes down to coaching to me. And well, I've it doesn't all. A lot does. I will say this, Matt. You know, somehow his recent draft picks come back into focus. I mean, the Jordan Davis pick sure. might have just been the wrong pick. I mean, that's a tough spot for whoever the defensive coordinator is, and obviously they've had two different guys now. I mean, if he's not – I mean, to what Ross was just saying, like if he doesn't deliver, Jalen Carter doesn't deliver, Josh Sweat, who it feels like for two months hasn't delivered. Um, hey, what if Jalen Carter isn't a game-changing yeah. player? Like we thought he was. That's a problem. He was changing games. He's a rookie man. too. Oh, I agree. All the time, rookies hit the wall all the time. I'm not freaking out about Carter. I'm not either, but I am starting to freak he out about Jordan so Davis. So much, but but the the contrast is is really market. It's big. Market contrast. It has been. Uh, I it I can't remember a guy falling off like. So would you not play him against the Giants, John? No, I I I need him out there. Well, I don't know. Maybe you don't. Maybe you need him to rest and get ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think a big part of this is teams are constantly doubling him and him alone. It seems because you know he's the biggest threat, uh, and that coupled with the the young body being unaccustomed to still playing at this stage, maybe it's just like. Double doozy but if he's getting doubled, why wall. aren't the other guys getting home? Ah, I mean, I think that's a problem. It's a huge They're not problem. Being yeah. good enough. Yeah, it's a huge problem. Matt, give me a big answer, an image from a movie that stands out to you. Uh, the one that uh, did anybody say um, Shawshank in the rain, where he's standing outside? Ooh. Oh, that's a good answer. That became a poster, also. Yeah, Shawshank. Yeah, really good answer. You know, I've always considered strange about that whole sequence. Hmm. 
Well, a couple things. First off, he had to be, like, way out there in the tunnel. Like, bad job by the guards. Well, he says he crawled through a you know, yes. foot, uh, football field worth right. a, you know, whatever. But I, but, I mean, but I mean, all the times he chiseled through the wall. Yeah. Like, think about it. It took him, like, 20, 25 years to chisel through the wall. So, each night, he's 5 feet out, 10 feet out, 20 feet out. How right. much he had to chisel? Like, the guards ever come by and be like, where's Dufresne? I mean, think about that. Yeah, that's a good point. No, good point. they never did. And you know, and, he was and, a football field deep into the tunnels. Yeah, <laughs> and then think about that time when he's like there, and he's like, eh, "I'm going to oh, go not back. tonight. I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm fully out, but it just for let, let's make it yeah. extra special. Let's make it a different time. <laughs> of course, he, he wanted it to time up with the rainstorms. I yeah. think that was the idea right. that he would for the moment crack the that thing. Moment, there you go. Yes, but I also would say to Andy Dufresne. What he said to the warden. How can you be so obtuse? I mean, come on, Dufresne, you're already out there, man. Keep going. Let's go to Sa right now. Sa, you're on WIP. Sa. All right, Sa, not ready. Let's get to Mike. He's calling from Maple Shade. Hi, Mike. Hey, morning, team. How are you? Doing well, Mike. All right, so uh, I don't have an answer, but I do want to kind of share my opinion on uh, yep. uh, Jalen. Uh, I hearken back to uh, his beginning of his career till we were 10-1 this year. Uh, you know, let's forget about the last five games for a moment. They're hard to forget about. But he handled himself from his play to his demeanor on the field and his pressers. You know, when he was stoic and calculated on the sidelines by himself, that demeanor was like, I'm thinking about how to how to get us to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, Joe, what were you like when you were 25 years old? A knucklehead. How mature were you? Uh, Not. He is, he is mature beyond his years you know i used to love to see him coming onto the field uh you know raising his knees kind of like majestically as he ran onto the field field it reminded me of uh like a horse coming from the uh, a prize uh, horse coming from the stable to the starting blocks but uh you know he uh now he's uh you know he falls down behind the line of scrimmage like he's shot by a toy cannonball and uh you know something's wrong between his years I do. Yeah, I, I, two, two different issues here. I think there's the confidence issue. Well, three different confidence issue. I think there's a relatability issue to his teammates in the midst of struggle. I mean, we all saw him as like the ultimate. Hey, it's okay if he struggles because he'll find his way out. He did Alabama and Oklahoma to sitting behind Carson Wentz. To this is this guy's wired for that stuff, but he does seem to be struggling with struggle right now. The other thing I'll say, Mike, and I know John disagrees with me. I do worry about his athletic brilliance and whether he has lost something. Um, that he will not reclaim due to probably being tackled a thousand times. John, do you know how many times he's many hits. tons of hits? High school, uh-huh. college, and the pro. John, yeah, it wasn't like and Nick I've, Saban. I've had those hits too. And, you, and I and, know at 25, I wasn't feeling the ill effects where I was no longer a good athlete. But, John, to be fair, Are you kidding me? To be, to be fair, this is insane. You had a seven year NFL career. This is insane. What your, what your concept is insane. Your body recovers. He's, I'm telling you, your body will continue to recover and bounce back until you're 27, so you're telling me, and then things start slowing down. So you're telling me him not looking as athletically brilliant currently is, is just because of the knee. He's wearing a brace. And he's constantly, every single day and every offseason included, it's been harped upon, you need to protect yourself, you need There's to get that down, too. you need to be safe. But, Mike, I'll tell you this, man. We, we celebrate the unstoppability of the push-tush or tush-push, whatever the hell it's called. But, like, there's a lot of hits in there, man. I mean, he's been in there probably, what, 
40 times this year? That's a lot. Yeah, so, I mean, even if so, it adds so, up, John. So, a running back who carries the ball forty times in a game is he permanently disabled no. after that game? But Ezekiel Elliott it's at twenty football, at twenty six years Come old, on. Ezekiel Elliott was never the same again. Everyone yeah, saw. Yeah, I get it. This is crazy. He's also a running I, I, back. I mean, Jalen Hurts is not a run. He takes but more hits than most quarterbacks, but he's not a way. running back. He's not a running back. Push, Ezekiel Elliott takes hits on every single play, whether blocking or not. Jalen doesn't get hit on every play. Right, I need a high school kid or a college kid to do an assignment for school, but do it for me. <laughs> Convince your teacher to to let you write a paper, and you got to research this. How many times was Jalen? Oh, don't Hurts just make it up. Yeah, don't make yeah, it up. Okay, good. How got many it. times in high school, college, and the pros was he tackled to the ground? I bet you it is. I bet you it is. Is this three hundred times more than concept? Tom Brady was tackled to the ground? Three hundred times more. Hey, Joe, okay. can I? Get your back here real quick. Yeah, and real quick, Ross, before you do that, Mike, give me an image from a movie. Okay, the very last thing I want to say, and I'll make it real quick here, mm-hmm. uh, even if he slid a little bit in his, uh, you know, what he's doing, the talent is still there, and that's coaching. It goes back to coaching. they got to be a use of in the schemes. All right, my, mo- yes. uh, my iconic uh, thing with the movie is Harrison Ford in The Fugitive where he's standing and it looks like Niagara Falls and – does a, uh, uh, a fling a fling off the, uh, like, into, the into the water? I, like I that, don't so. care. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Ross. What do you got there, man? So, I'm going to kind of have your back on this one a little bit, Joe. Thank you. And I'll, I I agree with John that I don't think guys start to drop off physically at 25. However, you know I don't know about you, John, but like I had a back surgery when I was 25, and was never quite the same after that. So Jalen hasn't had a major injury like that, but didn't he have something operated on this off season? Was it his ankle? Well, he had the ankle last year and, and he the had, shoulder. And the, shoulder. And the, and the, no, so the ankle two years ago problem. and the knee. Yeah, it was the shoulder two years ago. No, no, the ankle, I mean, ankle two years ago. Shoulder All last I'm saying, right. John, is I don't, I don't like believe. It. I don't. You're right. A back is worse than what he's had, but. A normal 25-year-old, I would agree that I don't think you start to see slippage till a little bit later. But the guys had injuries every year, and I'd be lying. I'm just, I, I know, but all I'm saying is I'm kind of with Joe. I'm not convinced when next year starts that we're going to watch Jalen Hurts run and think that it was like he ran in 2020 or 2021. Bingo. I'm not sure. And I don't know that it'll be – I don't know that it'll be like – really obvious to everybody watching, but I think we're forgetting. You go back to when he first started the end of the season, 2020, oh, and 2021. Dynamic. He was a really explosive runner. He's like, I did the bears game. He was, a, he, you know, here's what he was, Ross. He was a deer times a tank, right? He was both. Now and he's, I, and, now he's just a tank. And, and Joe, I did the bears game on Sunday against the Falcons for CBS and like Justin Fields, that guy, I mean, dynamic, electric, and Hertz is not quite moving like Fields does or like Hertz did two years yeah. ago. Look, here's here's this. But Fields was always faster than what Jalen that's, was. That's a fact. That's true. Yeah. I agree. I'll just say this. So, um, obviously, when I was at the Vincere Institute, you know, rehabbing uh, the groin a few years ago, a lot of famous players there. And, one, and I'll keep the name private, but one was an NBA player. And everybody would know the player. And, uh, and I remember it's it me, him, and um, one of the physical therapists. And he was joking with her. 
that he couldn't jump. And he, this guy was only probably at the time about 28, 29 years old, NBA player. And he said, uh, I'll give you a million dollars if you can get me two. And he had some sort of number of what his vertical was when he entered the pros like six or seven years before that. Now, he was joking. He was never going to get back to that. He was admitting he did not have the same burst as he had about six years prior to that. And he's like, well, if you get me there, I'll get you a million bucks. There about. Very I different. Mean, no, well, I'm just telling you, man, Very Hurts, different. John, he he ran in high school and, and college yes. a lot. So, did so John, you think, he you took think, a lot you of think, hits, man. John, John, you think Hurts next year, when the season starts, is going to be running – like he did in 2020 and 2021? No, because you, th- you think he's going to have that type of – No, but, but he, what Ross means I is when he, he runs. capable of so you, running fast. Not, not as fast. Not as fast as he was when he came into the league. That's insane. Everyone has a little bit of slip. Well, that's, that's what Joe's saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm, the, I'm and, saying and that, and that little bit, Joe, can be a – I mean, John, can be a difference, as you know. No, I saw on. a guy the other day that couldn't turn the corner as easily, and he's like, oh, no, I can't turn the corner. But he's hurt, man. He's got a knee issue. James, Your knee is a – Big part when you freaking run. Like I, I get your point. Like maybe it, I, it's certainly can we, possible. Can we agree? Week one. I think Ross had a good point here. Week one next year when Jalen is yeah, not going to take I, any hits in training camp. To see how, how it'll take it'll take no yeah. hits in the preseason. But I agree with Richie. We'll I don't think they want him to run the same way. I think that's been clear well, as that's well. That's part of it. But when he gets out there and stretches those legs, so to speak, and it's like galloping time. I don't see a guy gallop. I saw Randall gallop. I saw Donovan gallop. I certainly saw Michael Vick gallop. I don't see him. I just don't see it. Anyway. Well, you can't see it, apparently. Uh, he can gallop. <laughs> he can be galloping. But, John, next year, would you agree he that will Carson... come back and he will be capable of galloping almost as fast as what he galloped when he first would came into agree, the league. Would you agree, Carson, in and 2020? And he will be better versed in what he's looking at to where he can anticipate things and maybe react a little bit quicker. Maybe. So it helps counterbalance that. Riddle... And by the way, by the way, you know what else we've lost? He, he's actually played pretty well the last two games. Well, he's done. You don't some, think so? I think he's done some things well. I think he's I done think Hertz has played him. pretty darn well the last two games. Look, the last game was not much on him. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.